Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Lorena Tomasini. Uh, Lorena, thank you so much for joining us. You're the owner of Malm Life and Health Insurance, and you're the host of 12-Minute Talks Podcast. Of course, Malm Insurance is found on the web at malmins.com. Lorena, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Josh. Lorena, when did you get in into the insurance industry? If I understand correctly, your, was your mom in the space first? Yeah, so my mom actually started in insurance before I was even born. So my mom, since like 1980, has been doing insurance. And I started um, doing insurance about thir- uh, 13 years ago um, when I was in college. At the time, it was more of a part-time thing, you know, that, so I could have flexibility in my schedule and go to school full-time. Um, but I really fell in love with the industry and you know, the benefits that it provides to families and business owners. Um, so it's just what I've been doing for yeah. the past 13 years. So you've been in the industry for quite some time, and I'm quite I'm curious, um, number one, kind of what do you see as, a, uh, as an occupation for, for somebody, right? And so someone's saying, well, I want to get into insurance. I wonder what the attrition rate is. And then also, I wonder what the average insurance um, professional makes like in their first year, kind of their first five years. Can you give me, give me like, what is a career outlook for someone who's looking to get into the industry? So as an industry, it's very known for a lot of high turnover because it's not an easy job, right? It's a lot of rejection. Um, but I feel like that comes with any job, whether you do insurance or something else, rejection is part of it, but I feel in insurance, it's even more so because you have to overcome a lot of mm. um, misconceptions that people have, and it's it's a lot of education on on our end as well. Not just oh hey, you don't have any life insurance, you should get some, right? So it's really um, explaining to people so they can understand more so than just because if you pass away, why it's important. Um, but I would say somebody starting out, statistically, the first few years. An average insurance agent makes about $36,000, $40,000 a year, you know, and there's two routes in in insurance. You can do the traditional face-to-face type of sales, and that also means a lot of miles and a lot of time away from home, right? And then um, more modern approaches would be doing things over the phone or the computer. So it's just really deciding how you're comfortable working um and then if you you know if you want to work for one company as as an employee or if you want to work for yourself so there's a lot of opportunity in in the insurance industry but you have to have the right mindset i think that's really important so lorena you and your mother have created an agency that i mean again you know we kind of talked about your off before this conversation Mm -hmm. um you've written a few policies over the years. Do you mind sharing kind of, um, we'll we'll kind of start from there and then we'll figure out, well, how have you done all that activity? 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, we focus a lot on health insurance, um, but that's really only part of the year because open enrollment is usually from November to December 15th for individuals uh, here in the United States. So during that time period, in about six weeks, we were able to help over 500 families. And overall, for the past seven years, which is how long like the Affordable Care Act has been going on, we've helped over a thousand families for sure um, in a very short time period. So that takes a lot of organization and so forth that I'm sure we'll talk about further. And then on the life insurance side, um, we've helped qu quite a few families as well and business owners get that protection going. Um, so, Lorena, um, what is it that, that you do to get the kind of volume that you've been able to get? I think a lot of people are, you know, they're going to these little networking meetings and they're going to these, um, you know, meetings where you're, I forget what they're called, where you're supposed to refer people to each other. I see, I see a lot of insurance professionals doing that sort of thing. And um, that, that's, you, 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 I'm sure you've done some plenty of networking in your time, but where would you say you get the majority of your business? That's a great question. So I would say definitely try out different things until you find what works for you. Personally, I don't like networking events. I don't really drink. So like getting a free drink to go talk to people is not my thing. And that atmosphere at networking events is very like hustle mentality and, you know, hey, what do you do? But people don't really care what you do. Um, and then the, the referral groups, those are interesting, but they're very, like for me, they're too business oriented. Like, so I like, um, that's not really for me. But if I hadn't gone and tried it, I wouldn't know if that was for me or not. So mm -hmm. I say, hey, try it out until you find what works for you. But for me, I really like most of my clients come from word of mouth. A lot of it is from my existing clientele because they like how I work with them and so forth. So they just refer me to their friends or family. But also you need to think outside of the box. And one thing that has helped me a lot is getting referrals from other professionals, whether in, in the insurance industry or other fields, um, that we share similar clients or people that I would like to be introduced that I could help them. Not so, most, most insurance professionals are likely not getting a lot of referrals because they're relying on the same old, you know, the greatest thanks you can ever give me as a referral. And like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, so that, cause I, I just don't know that a lot of people want to give up their, their friends and family just to, just so somebody can write some business for them. Yeah, exactly. I always, I phrase that in a way that's different. It's like, Hey, if you know anybody, I can help like how I've helped you. Right. Please give them my name number and, and like that. And that does work, but you also need to do things differently, especially if you're talking with other professionals, they're always, you have to come at it from what's in it for them. Because they're not just going to give you their book of business or, or refer you a client if it's if it's not something that can really help that client of theirs with something that maybe they don't do, right? Um, I call it a, an added value service. So what's an added value service that you can provide um, to that profession? Yeah. Um, especially, here, especially with insurance, we can't give kickbacks or things like that. Kickback is, you know, hey, you refer me a client and if they buy, I'm going to give you part of the commission or whatever. Right? Here in Florida, at least that's a big no-no. So if somebody refers me, somebody that eventually becomes a client, 
thank you. I appreciate your referral. And let's see how else we can work together. But, you know, we can't split commission at all. Right. So, um, so my, my speculation then is that you're just doing a lot of activity in order to get, build up that book of business. It's not just, or, or, you know, so if you're networking and exchanging business with lots of other professionals, my suspicion is that you have a pretty big network of people that now know what you do. If you have that many people referring business to you, how did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Through, through the years, like I said, I've been doing this for 13 years. So you try this and you try that until you find what works for you. Um, but how, how I've been able to do that is just follow up because just like I'm busy, that other professional is also busy and they're not going to keep me top of mind unless I make that weekly phone call or every two weeks or whatever the case might be. So it's definitely a lot of follow up and just being like, hey, remember, this is how I can help your client uh, with X, Y, Z, right? So and and not just thinking because this person told you, oh, yeah, I'm going to start referring your clients that they're going to do that. So if you have like a realtor referring your business, for example, hey, if that works, find another 10 realtors and maybe out of those 10, you'll get two realtors and like that, you know? Um, So it's really a numbers game, just like anything else, right? If you need to make one sale a week, well, I don't know, maybe you need to talk to 100 people to make that happen. Right. And the only way you're going to learn is through experience at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is the, so, uh, so a couple of things here, again, I'm trying to dig to figure out what is your secret here. <laughs> and so, so it sounds like you do a lot of professional, like a lot of professional networking. Mm-hmm. And now you also have, um, and, and then you also have a very, very great follow-up that that you do with them if i if i heard you correctly so yes. what so you're reaching out to a lot of other professionals this is interesting because i think a lot of people are doing their own like they're doing ads they're doing bus ads and they're buying you know they're buying like all this advertisement on bus benches right. and all this other stuff but it sounds like you are spending most of your time thinking who are all the professionals that i can get to know what I do. And so you've come up with an outreach where it makes sense for them to, to, to talk with you for a little bit. What is your message that you share? And you, so you spend your time on professional networking as opposed to just advertising directly to consumers. Is it, would that be fair to say? That, that would be fair to say. Um, during certain times of the, of the year, yes, I do advertising, but it's more online advertising but besides that yeah the professional network is really important um and for me again i avoid networking events because i feel like that's the least that you do you just get on this business card (laughs) you're not alone (laughs) when i have gone to networking events i go with a purpose like okay i want to talk to five people and actually reach out to them afterwards but i feel like networking events here in miami at least I have to drive to the place, find parking. It's just, it's not my way of doing it. So I just reach out to people over the phone, you know, and and that's just how, how I've been able to do it. Some people like the face-to-face interaction and that's perfectly fine, you know. It's, it's everything about how, how you want to do it. But mm-hmm. for me, I like to think about what type of people would be my perfect client, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
who else works with those perfect quote unquote clients, right? Um, to make it easier because if not, I'm just throwing things into the air and hoping that's hoping that something will stick, you know? And it doesn't mean that I don't work with people that are not my perfect client because to me, if I can help somebody, that's my goal at the end of the day, right? Even if they don't fit into my little check boxes, right? Let's say, um, but I definitely try that, you know, at least 80% of my business is that perfect client that leads to bigger revenue and all the numbers that people like, you know. Mm-hmm. What is your message that you use when you reach out to other professionals hoping to network together? Because everyone's busy. So why would someone say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, give up 15 minutes of my time or 30 minutes of my time to chat with Lorena Tomasini? Um, what are you asking to, in order to get that meeting? Yeah, I tell them, you know, have you thought about offering your clients um, additional services that you don't really need to do the work, but you will look as more of a professional in their eyes because you're referring them to another professional, right? So, you know, it's it's like that statistic that says that if you buy two or three things from the same person, you're more likely to stick with them, right? right. So if you're a realtor, for example, the most you can do is sell somebody a house, but if you're now seen as more of a resource to that client, they're going to think about you as, hey, that's that realtor that hooked me up with Lorena that provided me peace of mind uh, with my life insurance, you know. And, hey, that realtor also referred me to somebody else. So when that person is ready to sell their house or buy another house or whatever the case might be, they're going to go back to that realtor because not only did you help them with that one transaction, but you helped them out with the carpenter or with the electrician or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's how, how else can you add value to, to that client? Right. And it might be something you're not necessarily going to see a monetary value from, but it's like how they talk about the, what's the lifetime value of that client. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I want other eight, if there's an agency owner that's listening to this, the same thing happens in agency. So if you're an SEO agency owner and someone says, Hey, you know, we really need social media help. Do you know anybody? And if you're just kind of, if your response to all of that is always like, Nope, I don't know. I just kind of do my thing. You don't, really come across as very resourceful. You don't come across as very connected. And I just don't think that you, I think it damages your, your perceived authority. Um, you know, if you're just kind of quietly in your own corner doing your own little SEO work, that's great mm-hmm. to be really good at what you do. But I think if we're truly advocating for our clients, our customers, we want to be that resource. And so, Lorena, it sounds like that's been your approach. And I would imagine, Lorena, I could probably ask you about any, about any <laughs> professional service, particularly regionally, and you're in South Florida, and you could probably give me a name of someone, I got the perfect person for you to talk with. Right. Is that correct? That's correct. And I'm also the type of person that if I don't, I will find one for you that I like, you know, be like, hey, reach out to this person, you know, so... It really is. So as professionals, uh, it, it's so important that we, that we network together, that we get to know who truly provides great value. You know, go ahead and vet those service providers in your industry because your customers are going to trust you and they're going to trust that you kind of know what you're talking about. And Lorena, I'm sure that there's people that you've come across that you've also said, 
ooh, um, I'm not sure I'd feel comfortable in referring people to them because I don't agree with the way that they do business or I don't particularly care for, you know, that line of, uh, you know, those service lines, for example, uh, and you don't think that they're very ethical or, or, or a good right. fit for most consumers. And so, mm-hmm. you, you, in a sense, you truly are vetting those professionals for your clients. Exactly. So they don't have to do the heavy lifting, right? I know that if I'm going to refer them to so-and-so, this is how they're going to treat them. They're going to return their call in a timely manner and and so forth. Because I see how people treat me. So I think, well, if I were to refer this client, would I like that type of service for them? Not necessarily, right? Or yes, oh, this person is great, you know? And, And that's only something you're going to know not from an initial phone call, but also as as the months and the weeks pass by, you know, that you do your follow-up and you do all that type of stuff. Um, Yeah, you think about the power of influencer marketing and why people, why it works so well. And that is, is just because, you know, people like recommendations. And so, you know, not too long ago, I saw the movie 1917 and I absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it. And I raved about it on Facebook. And I had a lot of people respond to that post and say, oh, good, I'm going to go see it. Or, oh yeah, it looked really good. Thanks. You know, people love recommendations. And if you can do so, you know, without, you know, like you said, you know, you don't get kickbacks. It's just your, if you're, if the audience you're serving is your consumer and you're willing to make those recommendations regardless of your benefit, knowing that the better you can serve your clients, the more, I mean, it's going to be good for everybody. It's a win, 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 as they say. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's how I like to look at my business, right? Whether I'm offering something to a business owner, right? How can what I'm offering them be a win-win for their business, for their employee, right? For whatever the case may be that we're, whatever solution we're trying to provide. And that's just how I like to work. Um, if I'm referring somebody, it's a win-win because this person can help them solve something else, right? And for me, it's a win-win because they're going to be like, hey, this person, Lorena really helped me out with X, Y, Z, right? So yeah. a lot of times my clients ask me for like doctor recommendations or like, hey, what hospital, things like that. So I'm also abreast of like things locally here in, in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, you know, if this is a professional who's writing lines of business, if they're a financial planner, which I'm sure you know some financial planners, if it's a real estate professional mortgage broker, I'm sure you know some of them as well. You know, most times you can say, listen, you know, even if you're fairly new, you could say, listen, you know, I'm talking with, I'm talking with a lot of clients and occasionally, you know, it comes across that, you know, someone is looking to refinance and mm-hmm. I'd really like to n- learn your approach to that. Um, and if you don't mind, of course, I'd, I'd love to share what I do as well. I think you'll find that most professionals We'll take that meeting and think about this as a business plan, as a marketing plan. If you said, you know what, my goal is to network with 10 people a week. Now, that might sound scary because you think, ooh, that's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, it is going to take a lot of time to talk with 10 new professionals you could network with. But think of what happens now 40 weeks from, 52 weeks from now, we'll do a full year, right? Mm -hmm. You have now exchanged information with 520 
other professionals who you now, and if you do a good job of organizing your network, right? And you've got, you've got a CRM or you've got a database that you keep, or maybe you even put it on your website and you say, here are all the real estate professionals I trust. And you act as a curator and you say, here's why I recommend this particular person. And that's all you did for a year. Your first year, yeah, you're probably not going to be writing as many policies as the person who's just beating the street and just retail sales over and over and over again. Your first year is probably not going to be very successful financially. However, Lorena, what would you imagine if you had 520 people, professionals that you're able to keep in touch with and that you're able to network with and, and trade and exchange services with and that sort of thing. What do you imagine is going to happen in year two, three, four, and beyond? Yeah, I think if you continue doing that, right, it's like a compounding effect. You did 520 the first year, the next year would be 1,040, right, and so forth. If you keep that up, um, your business would, would definitely explode, you know, because you're just reaching out to more people. And it's not to say that those people that you're networking with, you don't know that could also be a client. Because they also, oh, yeah. need, you know, so, hey, maybe they, they might not refer you anybody, but maybe you'll get a sale from just networking with them, you know? Um, yeah. You know, what I like so, about that approach, too, is you're not reaching out to them saying, hey, uh, I'd like to sell you a policy. You're right. basically, hey, let's figure out what, he, what each other does. I do that all the time. When I book guests on this podcast, for example, I have bought so many books as a result of interviewing my guests uh, because I, I want to learn more or I need their services. I've purchased a lot of SaaS platforms. I've, I, I've, I've hired a lot of people as a result of this. Um, it's, yeah. and, and really, I think that that is one of the smartest things we could do in business today is you need to quadruple your rate or 10x your rate of networking. Exactly. I agree. Truly. And I think it's actual networking, not like a lot of people say, oh, I have, you know, 5,000 connections on LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, that's great. How many of those 5,000 have you actually just had a phone call with, you know? That's right. Because numbers to me don't mean anything. You could have a million followers. Great. If you only have 10 likes, to me, that doesn't mean anything. And likes, I don't care about that. I love this. Lorena Tomasini. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I know we're in a hard stop right now. Lorena Tomasini, you are on the web at uh, malmins.com. You write, uh, what policies do you write? Yeah, so I do a lot of health insurance, mm-hmm. individuals and group plans. But on the life side, I'm a broker as well, which means that I represent different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I specialize really on life insurance with living benefits. And those could be permanent plans or term plans, depending on the needs, um, is that in case of a critical illness or a chronic illness, you can use part of the death benefit now to help you pay for stuff, right? Bills or whatever the case may be. And I also do a lot of cash value life insurance, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way of supplementing your retirement for the future, or some people like to do it for investment purposes to then have cash flow that they can use tax-free. Um, so yeah, so I, I work a lot with business owners as well. 
I love it. Well, Lorena Tomasini, you're the owner of Malm Life and Health Insurance, and you're the host of 12-Minute Talks, the podcast. Lorena, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.